So today we are continuing with the Law of One Session 17, uh, received February 3rd, 1981. This is the re-listened version. Here's the link. Last week we covered some very important comments about um, harvest time on Earth, the nature of fourth density as a vibrational spectrum, the uh, ongoing inconveniences or um, Earth changes associated with the planetary adjustment to basically modify the planet's energy grid or energy network to be appropriately magnetized for the forthcoming fourth density. The increase in positive and negatively oriented people, the new tribe or the fourth density wanderers that are here, uh, and the inevitability of a low harvest meaning a low number of people that are going to graduate. Some question, uh, important question about enlightenment and a long discussion of Tunguska and then a little discussion of um, the means by which uh, technology for nuclear developed nuclear energy was given or received by Einstein. Now, uh, when we're continuing here, <clears throat> Uh, we're at 1710, and this begins a series of questions that are continued in other sessions uh, about Jesus, and we'll go through them just a moment. Don asks, 1710, can you tell me who, who <clears throat> before incarnation into this density, was the one known as Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, Ra says, I have difficulty with this question as it's phrased. Can you discover another form for the query? <laughs> so, uh, Ra wants very specific questions. And it's rephrased at 1711. Uh, Don asks, can you tell me if Jesus of Nazareth came from the Confederation before incarnation here? 1711. Uh, Don's asking, can you tell me if Jesus of Nazareth came from the Confederation before incarnation here? It's a very interesting question. Uh, there's obviously so much um, conflicting opinion on Jesus or Yeshua. And so here we go. Ra says, the one known to you as Jesus of Nazareth did not have a name. This entity was a member of fourth density of the highest level of that sub-octave. This entity was desirous of entering this planetary sphere in order to share the love vibration in as pure a manner as possible. Thus, this entity received permission to perform this mission. This entity was then a wanderer of no name, of confederation origins, of actually fourth density, representing the fourth density understanding of the vibration of understanding or love. So, um, Yeshua, Ra uses the name Yeshua later, uh, Yeshua didn't have a name. Uh, Ra has said that many confederation groups and higher dimensional entities don't even have the naming concept. They don't even have the concept whereby they believe that they should have a name. So obviously they don't have a name. Um, Yeshua, well, who we call Yeshua, was actually late fourth density, the highest sub, highest level of that sub-octave 
or basically the highest sub-octave level, 4.7, near harvest. And Ross said later that he did harvest to fifth density. Uh, Yeshua had the desire to come to earth to share love as purely as possible. That's it. Uh, Ra later said also that, that Yeshua understood, of course, of course, before incarnation, that earth was beginning the last uh, 2,000 year cycle before dimensional shift. So, <clears throat> uh, like any wanderer, uh, Yeshua um, got permission or had the mission okayed or authorized by the Council of Saturn. Uh, and you can say was a confederation entity in that the group from which Yeshua came, the fourth density group, late 4D positive, right? Late fourth density, 4D positive group, obviously was a member of this confederation. Just a moment. So, uh, Yeshua... Uh, didn't <laughs> call himself God or the Son of God or born of a virgin and all that kind of stuff. That was added later, and obviously there are so many Middle Eastern um, cultic, mythological uh, uh, stories of virgin birth and uh, you know the sun, the, the the star in the east rising, and certain mission, and uh, dead and resurrected, and um, the son of God who dies and is reborn. All that. Um, it seems that that was all added later. But Yeshua really didn't have a name and was from 4.7 and came here to share love. But there's more to the story. So. In 1712, Don uh, picks up on the fact that Ra had originally said fifth vibration, fifth density, and Don saying fifth density was out of love, and then Ra says, no, I have made an error. So there is a word error, mistake, it is possible in the law of one there are no mistakes, and Ra here says I have made an error, error equals mistake, so there are no mistakes in the law of one, and Ra acknowledges I have made an error. So in the relative understanding, or from relative view, we surely can say there are things called mistakes and errors. That's just to, to argue against the silly people who brought in a kind of absolute view into a discussion of relative, uh, relative values. Uh, going on, Ra explains, the fourth density being is that which we intended to say, the highest level of fourth density going into fifth, 4.7. This entity could have gone on to the fifth, but chose instead to return to third, right, Earth, for this particular mission. This entity was the, of the highest sub-octave of the vibration of love. This is fourth density, so Ra corrects itself uh, significantly. 4.7, uh, going on. Uh, Don is wondering, you know, how did that happen that you said fifth when you meant fourth? and asks, well, when I'm communicating with you as Ra, are you at times individual or an individualized entity, or am I speaking to the entire complex? And Ra uh, doesn't make the same distinction, and says, you speak with Ra. There is no separation. 
You would call it a social memory complex, thus indicating manyness. To our understanding, you are speaking to an individualized portion of consciousness. And so, is Ra an individual or a group? Well, both. Uh, there is no separation, meaning there is no sense of individual members, actually, even, at that level. So you would call it a social memory complex that indicate which term indicates manyness, right? Social memory complex indicates um, many individuals uh, melded in some way in a um, perfectly unified telepathic energy mind uh, community. But that is on the basis of, of the notion of individuality or separateness, many individuals together. That's not really what unity is. Unity is not, real unity is not the opposite of duality. <laughs> real unity is the synthesis of duality and unity. So that's why they say, to our understanding, you're speaking to an individualized portion of consciousness. Uh, <clears throat> their whole group is a focalized portion of infinite consciousness. Uh, but they don't really have the notion of uh, separation anymore. Uh, Don further goes on, do I always speak to the same individualized portion of consciousness in each of the sessions? And Ross says, you speak to the same entity through a channel or instrument. This instrument is at times lower in vital energy. This will sometimes hamper our proceedings. However, this instrument has a great deal of faithfulness to the task and gives whatever it has to this task. Therefore, we may continue even when energy is low. This is why we usually speak to the ending of the session due to our estimation of the instrument's levels of vital energy. So, Ra is actually explaining that <clears throat> the, they're not explaining it exactly, but they're sort of suggesting or, or implying that uh, what may cause the error um, is the fact that Carla, the instrument, sometimes has lower vital energy or is speaking in a condition of lowered vital energy. That may hamper their transmission, but she has a lot of faithfulness. She gives all that she has to the work. Uh, therefore, they can still continue. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, that variation in her vital energy does change um, the quality of, of Ra's transmission. So, 1715. Uh, this is a question about harvest, and then we'll go back to the discussion of Jesus. Uh, and I'll take questions right after this. Don says... And this is a very important question, and it has bearing on um, what Howard Storm was told. Don says, People of this planet, following any religion, or no religion at all, or having no intellectual knowledge of the law of one, or anything at all, can still be harvested into fourth density if they are of that vibration? Is this not correct? Meaning, um, can one be harvestable without religion? <laughs> Do you need religion to be harvestable? or no intellectual understanding of the law of one. And Ross says, of course, this is correct. And here's the, the indication Ra gives of harvestability. 
they say, at 1715. However, you will find few who are harvestable, whose radiance does not cause others to be aware of their, what you may call, spirituality. The quality of the mind-body-spirit complex distortion. Thus, it's not particularly probable that an entity would be completely unknown to his immediate acquaintances as an unusually radiant personality, even were this individual not caught up in any of the distortions of so-called religious systems. Strange kind of answer. Uh, they're basically saying, uh, in general, there are few who are harvestable who, this is a double negative, right? Make trouble for us. There, you'll, they'll find, we'll find few who are harvestable, meaning not many are harvestable, whose radiance is not recognized by others aware, around them. Or, uh, there are not many who are harvestable <laughs> without such radiance. Meaning, those who are harvestable generally uh, radiate a certain spirituality, a certain quality of their beingness that is recognized by others around them. Similar, like we said, to the cat that, that is loved or beloved by many, uh, or the child, you know, that, that many people um, feel, oh, that's, you know, your, your son, your daughter is so wonderful, uh, because there's a certain radiance. And, and, and anybody could, could manifest that um, at any age, of course. Uh, for those who have eyes to see. <clears throat> Today, of course, you know, blindness and vision have been equated, and so one person says, I see nothing, and you're wrong if you see something. <laughs> because they don't see anything, they assume that the one who claims to see something must be mistaken. Uh, that's uh, in vogue today. Uh, the takeaway is that it's not very likely that a person would be completely unknown in their immediate circle of uh, friends and acquaintances. It's, in, it's unlikely that they wouldn't be known as a special or unusually radiant personality. Meaning, it's more probable, we have to keep reversing the double negatives, it is particularly probable <clears throat> that a person who is harvestable would be known in some way to their acquaintances as an unusually radiant personality, special. Whether they are or are not in a religious, you know, in any religious system. And the Ra's phrase, even were this individual not caught up in any of the distortions of your so-called religious systems. So our religions are so-called religious systems, not very religious or metaphysical often, but a mixture, uh, not caught up in Ra doesn't, you know, Ra sort of a little critical way of phrasing it. <clears throat> Many people who are religious are caught up in their religion and fall into dogma and don't appreciate universal values. Universal values called love, qualities of fourth chakra, wisdom, qualities of fifth chakra, and balance, awareness of unity, forgiveness, peace, qualities of sixth chakra. Those are universal values. <clears throat> the, the qualities of 4th and 5th and 6th chakra, those are universal values that each religious system more or less presents and more or less distorts. And that's um, global and historical. 
So, uh, 1716. Uh, when Jesus of Nazareth incarnated, was there an attempt by the Orion group to discredit him in some way? Ross says this is correct. Don goes on. Can you tell me what the Orion group did in order to cause his downfall? Ross says, a good answer. Uh, some, we're going to get a couple of long answers here now about Jesus. Uh, six, 17, 17, 18, and 19. Ross says, <clears throat> uh, we may describe in general what occurred. The technique of Orion was that of building upon other negatively oriented information. This information had been given by the one whom your peoples called Yahweh. This information involved many strictures upon behavior and promised power of the third density service to self nature. These two types of distortions were impressed upon those already oriented to think these thought forms. This eventually led to many challenges of the entity known as Jesus. It eventually led to one sound vibration complex Judas, as you call this entity, who believed that it was doing the appropriate thing in bringing about or forcing upon the one you call Jesus the necessity for bringing in the third density planetary power distortion of third density rule over others. This entity, Judas, felt that if pushed into a corner, the entity you call Jesus would then be able to see the wisdom of using the power of intelligent infinity in order to rule others. The one you call Judas was mistaken in this estimation of the reaction of the entity Jesus, whose teach learning was not oriented towards this distortion. This resulted in the destruction of the bodily complex of the one known to you, or known as Jesus to you. Now, three paragraphs, let's go one by one. Uh, the general technique used by Orion, Ross says, was building upon previously transmitted and received and known negatively oriented information. Meaning the uh, negatively oriented information of Jewish religion at the time, uh, primarily. That information uh, was that which was given by the false Yahweh, meaning the contact with Orion for the negative by Moses uh, in response to his people's demand to be told what to do to have rule over others, uh, which led Moses to change the nature of his seeking questioning to the original Yahweh, which is a confederation group, losing contact with the original Yahweh, confederation group, not knowing that, get con getting contact with Orion, which was a false Yahweh, which provided negatively oriented information to Moses, who didn't know it, who was very, very positive. And so this, I believe, is what Ra's referring to as the previously um, received or that information, which the, the building upon other negatively oriented information, I believe, was the uh, mistaken contact of the pure-hearted Moses with the false Yahweh Orion 40 negative that did provide negative oriented information, notions of the, the elite, uh, superiority and uh, holy war um, righteousness for those Hebrews, those people following him, who then went on to slaughter their neighbors in the notion of holy war, uh, 
and information that involved various sorts of dogmatic prohibitions and regulations, which is strictures upon behavior, and also a promised power of third density, service to self, nature, service to self, negatively oriented, domination, rule, control over others, by uh, the uh, submission to the uh, authoritarian uh, strictures upon behavior. The idea is you follow the rules and do what I say and you will, and I promise you power over uh, others in third density rulership uh, in this area. Those are the two types of distortions. The distortions of information regarding the strictures upon behavior, like the Mosaic Code, like the rules. Do this, do that, don't do that. Like the Ten Commandments, which Ross said was a negative overlay uh, by Orion. Not that, you know, Confederation says kill and steal and lie, but to say thou shalt not, 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 and you'll be punished if you do, that is um, negatively oriented, that, that's negatively oriented information or uh, teaching regarding strictures upon behavior. And then that led to, you know, that was uh, tied to uh, promised power of third density service of self-nature. And that's the way they play, you know. That's the way Orion plays. Uh, they they um, make the human, like Illuminati top people or the black magicians here, and top Illuminati, uh, you, you submit to my authority and I'll give you power. Uh, Satan came to Yeshua in the desert. You bend to me and kiss, you know, my ring and uh, submit and serve me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. Same as Gautama Buddha and Mara before his enlightenment. Uh, you surrender, you submit to me and I promise you power over uh, those other folks over there. Right? I give you dominion in exchange for your submission. And that's called soul <laughs> selling your soul to the devil. And, um, you know, uh, compliance uh, with the promise of reward. That's a negative way. And by that, the Illuminati <clears throat> or upper black magicians become what I call the primary slaves. The primary slaves are those who um, voluntarily do the bidding or are bid by Orion 40 negative directly. And, um, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens to them. Second paragraph. <clears throat> uh, upon that basis, um, the uh, building upon other negatively oriented information, that eventually led to various challenges of Jesus. It led Mr. Judas <clears throat> um, to think he's doing the right thing, uh, bringing about or forcing upon Jesus the idea that it's necessary to uh, rule over others. So, uh, by the negatively oriented information received by Moses, mistakenly from Orion, associated with uh, reward promised for submission to uh, negative authority, right? Submission to authority with the promise of power, control, rule, domination of others, that was already in the mind of uh, Judas. 
and Orion uh, <laughs> built upon that uh, by uh, suggesting or or kind of um, guiding uh, Mr. Judas to uh, believe that he should um, tell Yeshua or Jesus to, um, you know, call, make a holy war or um, bring, uh, basically move towards uh, power over others, third density rule over others, forcing upon the one you call Jesus the necessity for bringing in 3D power, planetary power distortion of 3D rule over others. So Ra is so difficult to read, you know, they just, they're very uh, hyper-specific. So the idea was that Orion encouraged Judas, based on the previously presented distorted information, to form the opinion that he should force Jesus uh, to move towards power over other, or uh, move their group towards dominant, you know, towards uh, ruling over their their opposition. So Judas felt that. Uh, if Jesus, Yeshua, was pushed into a corner, he'd, how about that, he would see the wisdom of using his own access to intelligent infinity, right? Jesus was an adept and had contact with intelligent infinity. Therefore, he could do miracles, which any yogi can do if they have a contact with intelligent infinity. Many, many are the adepts and Buddhist saints, Hindu saints, in other traditions too, who have had contact with intelligent infinity and can do miracles. It's not an indication of being the one and only son of God. That, that's not true at all. So, uh, and of course, <laughs> hardcore Christians say, ah, Satan made you say that. But actually, <laughs> I would say, uh, Satan made you think that such miracles uh, are a sign of, of sanctity. They are not. So, Judas was mistaken in his estimation of Jesus's reaction, meaning when pushed into a corner, and the pushing into the corner may actually be um, Judas giving up Yeshua to the Romans uh, on suggestion of the uh, Pharisee, the Pharisees or the Sanhedrin, uh, who made that whole thing happen. Uh, it may be that the pushing into the corner that you, that Judas thought would lead Jesus. Uh, to see the wisdom of the necessity of using his power to defeat their enemies and gain power over other and rule over the others, the pushing into the corner may well have been Judas betraying Yeshua, sending, you know, and letting the Romans take him away. That may be how, that may be the betrayal or activity that Ra's referring to as pushed, being pushed into a corner. Uh, and so then Jesus was taken to the, you know, Roman uh, prelate or Pontius Pilate or whoever, and um, maybe uh, Judas thought he would, uh, you know, use his power, his magical power, contact with intelligent infinity, to whatever, you know, destroy the Roman garrison or the temple or the Sanhedrin or something. But Jesus, his teaching, his learn, teach learning, meaning his teaching here, was not oriented towards the distortion of power over other, rule over other, or domination control. And the result of that was uh, was that Jesus was killed. The destruction of the bodily complex. Uh, and the follow-up 
1718, uh, so Don says, if he, if Jesus was fourth density, and there are wanderers on the planet today who came from fifth and sixth density, true, what was it that Jesus did that enabled him to be such a good healer, or how could he be a healer, really? And could these fifth and sixth density beings, meaning wanderers, here today do the same? And this is a very interesting question for wanderers who do spiritual practice and have some strange feeling of dis-ease or um, consternation or confusion that we don't have the powers we once had. We don't have the awareness, the capacity um, to create reality uh, as we once did before coming to Earth and having this human 3D body. Ra says, those who heal may be of any density which has the consciousness of the spirit. This includes third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, not first and second, not mineral, elemental, animal, or plant. They don't have consciousness of the spirit means they don't have self-consciousness. Same. The third density can be one in which healing takes place just as the others However, there is more illusory material to understand, to balance, to accept, and to move forward from. And that is the way of self-healing. Understanding, balancing, accepting, moving forward from. We can say that the sequence really is observation, acceptance, understanding, balancing, forgiveness, and moving forward. Uh, Ra goes on. So yes, of course, those... Uh, the healing, uh, energy transmission healing, we're talking about, right? Not just like wound healing, but uh, the transmission of energy by a crystallized healer such as Yeshua or anyone who develops that ability, which requires contact with intelligent infinity. That's the point. But it can happen here too, of course. The Ra goes on. The gate to intelligent infinity can only be opened when an understanding of the in-streamings of intelligent energy are opened onto the healer. These are the so-called natural laws of your local space-time continuum and its web of electromagnetic sources or nexi of in-streaming energy. First, know then first the mind and the body. Then, as the spirit is integrated and synthesized, these are harmonized into a mind-body-spirit complex which can move along the dimensions and which can open the gateway to intelligent infinity, thus healing self by light and sharing that light with others. True healing, and this is a, a pith statement here, true healing is simply the radiance of the self causing an environment in which a catalyst may occur, which initiates the recognition of self by self, of the self-healing properties of the self. And that is completely uh, consistent with the Buddhist doctrine of no self, which is no separative ego or permanent personality anatta, uh, no separative, uh, defined, abiding identity. The central doctrine. And in fact, the Buddha, the Buddha was called um, Anatajadi, something like Anatajadi or Anatajandi, meaning the teacher of no self. That is the primary doctrine. I'm going to talk about that in, in the other class later. That is the primary doctrine of Buddhism, no self which really means no fixed identity. Uh, our identity or what we are is uh, not a separate entity. There is, uh, it, is, it is not separate from totality. Meanwhile, Ross saying that real healing, and I totally agree with this too, 
Real healing is self-radiance, or the radiance that comes from mind-body-spirit complex, a one, one's being, that creates an environment, an energy field or an environmental field around that self or that mind-body-spirit complex or that being, which, uh, in which uh, a catalyst may occur. It doesn't force a catalyst, but in which catalyst may naturally occur or by intention occur, which initiates or continues uh, this recognition of self by self, so self-recognition by self, of the self-healing properties of the self. <laughs> we can say a self-recognition of self-healing power or the properties of self-healing, the potential for self-healing. Self-recognition of the potential for self-healing or self-recognition of uh, the way and the uh, process uh, and the activity of self-healing. There is no healing but self-healing. Uh, this recognition uh, of, of the one to be healed, of the power of their self, the power within, the power available to them. Uh, again, all of this ver verbiage of self, in my mind, is absolutely not incompatible, is absolutely perfectly compatible with the Buddhist doctrine of anatta. Because this is just, it's just a word we're using. It, it's it's, it's um, reflective identity. If you don't like the word self, I mean, there is no fixed self. But there's also no self to be destroyed. So nothing is lost. Because there's nothing there to be lost. Uh, what's only lost is delusion and, and, and uh, distortion. But self is no self. <laughs> That's the point. You know, Ra understands the unified self. They also understand that, that all is one. They also understand that, that everything that is is a manifestation of the concept of light or uh, expression of intelligent infinity or infinity itself, a form or manifestation of infinity. And so we're just, you know, it's just provisional. It's just um, part of the raft that gets thrown away, uh, to use the word self. No problem. So I have no problem using all this terminology of self, 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 uh, with, a, with complete um, peace <laughs> in, the, in the Buddhist doctrine of anatta, no self, or non-substantial non identity. So that's not a problem at all. Self and no self is the same. Self is no self, so using the word self doesn't even mean a fixed thing to me. No problem. But the point here is um, the way to um, the power of self-healing that Yeshua demonstrated is opening the gate to intelligent infinity. The way the intelligent infinity basically is beyond the octave, which means beyond seventh chakra. But the gate to intelligent infinity is very much by the shuttle, activation of the shuttle between 6th and 7th chakra. 7th chakra is already in, in mysterium. It's already in the infinite. It's already, it, it's basically uh, um, the gate to infinity, the door to infinity. And, and 6 and 7 linkage is the, is the bridge to infinity, or the, in, the forever, I've used another term, another group, 
the forever bridge to infinity. <laughs> the, the, you know, building the bridge is 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 basically just a coordination of six chakra. With it, it's basically coordinating your halo. <laughs> you need to coordinate your halo, and uh, you know you need to coordinate the upward streaming halo. When you coordinate the upward streaming activity of your halo, then you will um, effect the bridge linkage of six seven ray. That is the gateway shuttle to intelligent infinity, and um, seventh chakra is not actually substantially different than eighth chakra or eighth dimension, and that is uh, activation or opening of the gate to intelligent infinity. That can only be opened by understanding of the instreamings of intelligent energy, which um, basically is intelligent energy is normally associated with six chakra. And Ra is basically saying uh, the this understanding of the quote instreamings of intelligent energy, which is very much six chakra work, which is very much the work of initiation of spirit, which follows upon the work of initiation of mind and body. That understanding or this understanding of these instreamings of intelligent energy, which is basically the form of intelligent infinity. Intelligent infinity, as is, manifests as intelligent energy. Uh, you can't really say, you know, seventh chakra is um, the whole in the octave, <laughs> you can say. Seventh chakra is, um, is the gateway to infinity itself. And the linkage of 6-7 is the bridge to the gateway. Uh, the manifestation of what comes through the gateway down the bridge comes out as intelligent energy in 6 chakra, which is basically love-light. And that's the etheric body. And that's what the healer uses and the magicians use, positive and negative. Uh, and the way of, uh, for the positive path, the way of... Um, opening the gate, seven chakra, and building the bridge, six, seven chakra linkage, is this understanding, which is a technical term, bing, bing, understanding means acceptance, means the, um, the bringing of fourth chakra activation, love, understanding, acceptance, of the totality of the seven ray system into mind, knowing and accepting and understanding, right, knowing, accepting, understanding, which is fourth chakra activation in relation to the totality of the seven ray system of ourselves. Love yourself. <laughs> love your red ray, love your orange, love your yellow, love all. Bring love and understanding to um, the manifestation of all seven rays. That's the way to open the gateway. And so, uh, this understanding, which is love, acceptance, fourth chakra activation relation, this understanding of the in-streamings of intelligent energy, which really actually ultimately is, is here saying the, lo the, lo the so-called natural laws of your local space-time continuum, this is um, basically understanding um, the relationship between higher dimensional energies as they relate to third chakra. And then the entire web of electromagnetic sources or nexi of in-streaming energy, which is the seven-ray system, seven-chakra system. It's not saying that to become a healer, you have to understand the planetary grid in relation to extra solar systemic sources of uh, constellations. Not quite. 
uh, it's a matter of doing the the work of um, basically uh, unblocking, as we've said a hundred times, unblocking the lower three and activating the upper three, fourth chakra, fifth chakra, sixth chakra, uh, in relation to the unblocked one, two, three. And that comes through love and acceptance and understanding. <laughs> it comes by love or acceptance and understanding, which is love, which requires fourth chakra activation. So the whole work on the seven chakra system is mediated by love, by fourth chakra, unconditional acceptance of our totality, which is this understanding of uh, the electromagnetic sources or nexi, nexus points of in-streaming energy, which is the seven chakras. So it's Ra is basically in a very abstruse way um, implying the primacy of fourth chakra activation, which is love, acceptance, and understanding, as the means by which the totality of the seven ray system is developed. That includes the clearance of blockages in one, two, three. That includes the activation and balance of four, five, and coordination of six chakra with the whole, with the seven, with seven rays. And then with the seventh ray itself, which is the gateway or spirit shuttle. It's actually the shuttle. Shuttle and gateway, bridge and gate are really not separate because it's, um, they, they, this is the upper formless realm, seventh density, sixth density, seventh density bridging is the formless realm that you, you can't really uh, substantialize it very much. And the way here is the way of healing uh, mind, body, spirit. And so later we'll get into that, and that's the basis of my um, raw compilation, Healing and Balance, PDF, which we talked about at length um, in previous um, talks on YouTube. There's 20 plus, many, many talks from the Healing and Balance PDF. Uh, this is a little, little introduction or little, little presentation, not really an introduction, but a continuation of the discussion of the way of initiation of mind, body, spirit. Know then first the mind and the body, right? Mind, body, spirit. First we uh, work on mind. That takes the longest. Then work on body, because the work on body is actually working very much with, elect with uh, intelligent energy. And that's a whole other story. Know then first mind and body, then as the spirit, spirit complex, spirit complex energy fields, sixth and seventh chakras, as the spirit is integrated and synthesized, uh, those are harmonized into a mind-body-spirit complex, which can move along the dimensions, meaning has freedom in activation of the seven ray, of its own seven ray system. Move along the dimensions means uh, free motion. I can resonate to emotionality, I can resonate, resonate to intellectuality, I can resonate in love, harmony, compassion, I can resonate in discernment, fine logical analysis, I can resonate at one in peace, in forgiveness, in ease, and I can resonate in the boundless um, with no sense of identity whatsoever. <laughs> All is one. All is this. <laughs> this one is the speaker. Who else? For Sam, for you, everyone too, not just me, same. That is some type of <laughs> moving along the dimensions freely. One can resonate with the consciousness qualities of the seven centers. 
That is what Ra means by move along the dimensions. And then can open the gateway to intelligent infinity. I is totality. <laughs> the I is infinity. The I that speaks and sees is infinity itself. Same for you. That's why Nityananda said everyone is God. So this is akin to opening gateway, but that's just these are just words. But you don't know my energetics. So whatever it is it is. But Ra's trying to explain. You know the the point of all of this is to do it. First you have to know it. Then you got to do it. <laughs> and if you want to do it, surely first you must know it or have clear uh, view, right view, not wrong view, right view, whatever that may be. Uh, understanding Ra's meaning, right? The letter and the spirit, uh, what they said and what it means, and how you can know it in your experiential continuum or your framework of concept, and then do it, do it, do it. What do you mean, do it? Do it means how can we move along the dimensions? How can we open gateway to intelligent infinity? What does it mean? Well, we got to know what it means. Well, you, we, we won't totally know, we don't totally know what it means until we do it fully. That's fine. Uh, but we can, we can do it to the extent that we want to do it. <laughs> and that's the real key. And, and that is what Ra is calling healing self by light, then sharing that light with others. So um, it's the self-manifestation of the self or our true being or what we are. That manifestation of light, which is light-love, is that which creates the environment or a field in which catalyst may occur, either uh, intentionally manifest by the healer or arising naturally within the one to be healed or seeks healing. Uh, by that healing, by that catalyst, comes this initiation of infinite power available to the self. This, which is the recognition of self by self, of the self-healing properties of the self. Uh, self-recognition of um, self-healing power potential. That's what healing is. And so it's only done by the self, but the healer is a catalyst to the process, or provides an environment in which catalyst, you know, the provision of the environment is itself a catalyst. By the provision of the, cat of the environment, in which further catalyst may arise or appear or occur, then the person may choose to heal themselves. And um, let's take questions here. Well, first of all, I can't say to what extent he knew consciously the negative extraterrestrial origin of the Ten Commandments. I just don't know, you know. Uh, you know, he had contact with Intelligent Infinity, but that doesn't mean he had omniscience. So I just couldn't say what he if he knew that, consciously. And I'm also not a Bible scholar, but uh, I believe if you search the New Testament, you can find many references of Jesus, Yeshua's criticism of the Sanhedrin and the prevailing Jewish, Hebrew... Um, religious authorities and their utilization of the Old Testament and their, you know, their version of religiosity that were critical and indicating that they were going the wrong way. And I, again, I'm not 
well versed enough in the New Testament, but I believe there are um, passages where Yeshua criticizes the Jewish hierarchy in in very specific ways that imply that 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 um, indicate he knew they were um, not using the teachings correctly or they had distorted the original teachings. Whether that yeah. related to the Ten Commandments or not, I can't say because I just don't. I'm not a scholar of that stuff. But okay. if you look at specific, you know, you could Google this and find it. Jesus' um, criticism, you know, criticism, Jesus's criticism of, of Sanhedrin or of Jewish orthodoxy at his time. And that, that's how, what I can say. And I'll go on. We'll try to finish um, just the next few questions about Jesus uh, until 1722. So, uh, 1719. Uh, Don asks, how did Jesus learn during, how did Jesus learn this, meaning the ability to heal during this incarnation? And Ross says, this entity learned the ability by a natural kind of remembering at a very young age. Unfortunately, this entity first discovered his ability to penetrate intelligent infinity by becoming the distortion you call angry at a playmate. This entity was touched by the entity known as Jesus to you and was fatally wounded. Thus, the one known as Jesus became aware that there dwelt in him a terrible potential. This entity determined to discover how to use this energy for the good, not for the negative. This entity was extremely positively polarized and remembered more than most wanderers do. Uh, these two paragraphs of 1719 don't actually dismiss the idea of Jesus getting esoteric training with the Gnostics or the Essenes or in India during the last years or at any other time. It doesn't dismiss that. Um, uh, in fact, uh, it sort of implies that uh, Jesus, Yeshua's desire to um, learn how to use this energy for the good, which was the result of inadvertently killing a playmate by his mind, transmitting energy by getting angry as a child that that resolution to learn how to use this energy for the good um, may well have been the basis of, of Jesus going off to esoteric training with the Essenes or the Gnostics or in India or some other Sikkim wherever he went there are all sorts of stories about that uh, but the story here Ra presents is, you know, he basically learned about his ability at a young age by uh, this ability, is the ability to penetrate intelligent infinity. Again, it's uh, being able to use intelligent energy intentionally, consciously, because of an established linkage between 6, 7, and 8. 6, 7, basically from 6, 7th chakra to 8th density. We can talk about 8th chakra, but it's unnecessary. Uh, when mind and body are healed and balanced and coordinated and integrated, then if the person has done the work of full or fuller 6th chakra activation, then 
uh, opening, activating the spirit shuttle, the gateway, the linkage between sixth chakra and seventh, that naturally then accesses intelligent infinity or penetrate intelligent infinity. That then makes available to that one uh, utilization of intelligent energy, the manifestation of intelligent infinity coming out through sixth chakra, the reception of the third eye, the activity of the third eye, sixth ray, ajna, chakra, forehead, um, as the point at which intelligent energy manifests, intelligent infinity manifests as intelligent energy. It took me years to figure out these things, so don't worry if it's there are too many words. But, it, I mean, I don't think, not too many people I know know these things, and um, it took me years, so it's not easy. Uh, but that um, linkage, activa activation, linkage, accessing, utilization, uh, and then capacity to consciously determine use of intelligent energy, uh, these healing ability and magical ability, which is the ability to kill too, using mind uh, direction of energy, intelligent energy, to kill or to heal or to form life, or to do magic, to do this and that, that's the same power, or based in the same uh, access, utiliza utilization of the same accessed energy. Uh, so Yeshua basically um, realized he had this potential, terrible potential, uh, but great potential to heal uh, and uh, do positive work too. And he was extremely positively polarized and remembered more than most wanderers do he remembered war because he trained himself. He got hardcore training. He did hard training. So it doesn't just happen. And finally, now two more. Um, Don asks, how did this aggressive action against a playmate affect Jesus in his spiritual growth? And where did he go after his physical death? Interesting questions. 1720, Ra replies, the entity you call Jesus was galvanized by this experience and began a lifetime of seeking and searching. This entity studied first day and night in its own religious constructs, which you called Judaism, and was learned enough to be a rabbi, as you call to teach learners of this particular rhythm or distortion of understanding at a very young age. At the age of approximately 13 and one half of your years, this entity left, yeah, here we go, left the dwelling place of its earthly family, Nazareth and uh, that area of the Middle East, as you'd call it, and walked into many other places seeking further information. This went on sporadically until the entity was approximately 25, these are the lost years, at which it returned to its family dwelling and learned and practiced the art of its earthly father, meaning carpenter. When the entity had become able to integrate or synthesize all experiences, the entity began to speak to other selves and to teach learn what it had felt during the preceding years to be of a worthwhile nature. The entity was absolved karmically of the destruction of the other self, meaning killing of the child when he was a playmate, when he was angry long ago. Absolved, he was absolved karmically of the destruction of an other self when it was in the last portion of its lifetime and spoke upon what you would call a cross, saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In forgiveness lies the stoppage of the wheel of action, or what you call karma. So, uh, very uh, rich answer answers here. Uh, he was galvanized, Jesus was galvanized 
uh, highly motivated by his experience as a child inadvertently killing his playmate. He began a lifetime seeking searching. He first mastered Judaism and became a rabbi at a young age. Uh, interestingly, Ra calls um, religion, uh, religious constructs, which you call Judaism, religious constructs are equated to a particular rhythm or distortion of understanding. <laughs> so, rhythm is an rhythm is not a word used very often in the in the raw material. Uh, rhythm or distortion, rhythm being equated with distortion, or akin to distortion, that's an interesting thing too. Rhythm is distortive, or distortion can be considered rhythm, rhythm, rhythmic, strange. Uh, and religion, of course, obviously <laughs> presents lots of distortions of understanding or distorted understandings. So he mastered Judaism, sort of, more or less, became a rabbi at a young age. Uh, when he was 13 and a half, he left his home village, home area, walked to many other places, sought further information, until he was about 25. So doubled the time he was alive, 12 years or so, then he returned to Nazareth or wherever he, his family was and um, became a carpenter like his father. Then uh, when the entity, when Jesus had become able to integrate or synthesize all experiences, what's that? Well, that's a kind of a spiritual mastery, but I don't think he was a Buddha or, or you know, <laughs> at the level of eighth density. But uh, there is some kind of um, profound integration synthesis of seven rays manifestation. All experience means uh, all qualities of seven rays in consciousness and energetic, uh, energetic appearance. Energetic manifestation and consciousness qualities of mind uh, of the seven chakras uh, in the totality of body, mind, spirit complex, that full spectrum beingness, seven rays um, beingness or totality, was somewhat fully, somewhat well integrated and synthesized. Then he began teaching. And he taught what he felt to be worthwhile, beneficial. That's the key, one of the keys to right speech, that it's beneficial, of a worthwhile nature. And then Ross says that he was karmically absolved or cleared his own karma of the killing, destruction of another self is really killing the body of the other of the other child. Uh, when he was did that by mistake as a child himself, uh, at the last portion of his life uh, on the cross, saying, "For God, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Really, why would he say forgive them? He really means forgive me, or forgive those who don't know what they're doing. Uh, which, you know, that phrase has had other interpretations, obviously, in history, like, forgive those who are crucifying me. Uh, but the, the, the core teaching is, in forgiveness lies the stoppage of the wheel of karma. The wheel of action, the wheel of karma, karmic flow, karmic sequence, karmic stream, is stopped or dissolved by forgiveness. Forgiveness, in this case, really means six chakra activation. Um balanced, true, um, holistic six chakra activation, meaning including clearances of one, two, three, and balanced development of fourth and fifth love wisdom. Love wisdom based true forgiveness uh, is a six chakra manifestation activation 
that has the power to dissolve karma. It's a, a, you can say stopping the wheel of karma. We can also say uh, dissolving um, karmic accumulation. It's the condition of consciousness that ultimately um, dissolves or um, leads to freedom from karma. It's a long story, but we can't. But but there's karma is not exactly stopped. You can say the wheel is stopped, but the karma, the karmic flow, becomes negligible, has negligible impact when there's an expansion of consciousness or awareness or beingness uh, related to six chakra, you know, uh, uh, love wisdom based six chakra activation. There's six chakra activation without great wis- love wisdom also. <laughs> That's the um, scandalous yogi or the scandal, scandal lama or roshi has six chakra development without uh, full or great love wisdom fourth fifth chakra development. That's another story too. And then finally, Don pushes further to the same question the Ra didn't answer. Uh, in which density does Jesus now reside? Ra said, this information is harmless, though unimportant. So again, Ra has said many times, this, uh, this question is unimportant, this information is unimportant. So a real teacher does say that sometimes, that, hey, that's not important. Ra says, the information is harmless, though unimportant. The entity, Jesus, studies now the lessons of the wisdom vibration, fifth density, the light vibration, wisdom or light, density of uh, five. Uh, Jesus, Yeshua, has uh, graduated into fifth density. That's very interesting. And then, okay, here's the last one on Jesus for this portion. Uh, in our culture, there's a great saying, he will return. Can you tell me if this is planned? This will be the last question for today's group. Ross says, I'll attempt to sort out this question. It is difficult. This entity, Yeshua, became aware that it was not an entity of itself, uh, but operated as a messenger of the one creator whom this entity saw as love. This entity, Yeshua, was aware that this cycle was in its last portion, he knew and spoke to the effect that those of its consciousness would return at the harvest. The return is the return of those of same love vibration consciousness. This, the particular mind-body-spirit complex you call Jesus is, as what you'd call an entity, not to return, except as a member of the Confederation, occasionally speaking through a channel. However, there are others of the identical congruency of consciousness that will welcome those to the fourth density. This is the meaning of the returning. And so the meaning of the return, I will return, is those of love vibration will return. Clearly, Ra is not supporting the idea that Jesus is the one and only uh, Son of God. No, no, no. That's not what Ra is saying. So Ra stands against that or doesn't really, you know, doesn't affirm that in any way whatsoever and says that, you know, um, he, uh, and Jesus himself even recognized or became aware that he was not an entity of itself, meaning um, he was a portion of a greater group, you know, the the community of fourth dimensional love, understanding, love-based servers and, um, you know, wanderers and those who are of higher dimension um, who who live in love. Not the only son of God that you got to believe, and if you don't, you know, God will punish you. 
That's a, a overlay distortion, in my opinion, clearly. Uh, he's a messenger of the one creator whom the entity saw as love. That's a fourth dimensional interpretation of uh, the one infinite creator. Uh, the entity, you, we can see the one creator as love. Uh, we can see the love, the one creator as infinite will, like Crowley. You know, do as thou will is the whole of the law, he thought, which is not true. But it's a portion of the law. <laughs> it's a portion of totality. Uh, but it's certainly based in infinite love. Anyway, Yeshua Jesus was aware that 3D was in the last portion, meaning the last 2,000 years. And um, he was basically saying those of his consciousness would return and harvest uh, the kingdom of heaven on earth. The saints, uh, the saints come marching in. When the saints come marching in, we'll have the kingdom of heaven on earth, a new heaven and a new earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. All the same, talking about harvest, dimensional shift and the inception of fourth density civilization on Earth, based in love. Uh, and so Ross said he's not going to return himself, um, but he may occasionally speak through a channel, which is interesting. Some Lots of uh, New Age folks think they're channeling Jesus or Sananda. Uh, maybe some of them are. I don't know, but um, I wouldn't assume they are. Each uh, source has to be analyze and evaluate and discerned uh, one by one and each statement must be uh, evaluated carefully too but Ross said there are others of the identical congruency of consciousness which is sort of um, superfluous to say identical congruency but congruent identity congruently identical mind vibratory consciousness expression of Yeshua other group other entities of late fourth density or fifth density who will welcome but in this case we're talking about fourth welcome those to the fourth density and that's the meaning of the returning the returning of the um the love the love based or the love radiant universal service just like jesus yeshua was and is or you know was manifesting here they will help us or those who graduate and harvest into 4D positive, uh, help them um, begin the new age, the kingdom of heaven on earth. So, uh, you know, that Jesus was primarily a teacher of love, or love and wisdom, and Ra identifies him as a late fourth density uh, wanderer, uh, fits very well. <laughs> uh, and, you know, other teachers like Gautama, or Nityananda, who are really talking about um, freedom from uh, uh, identification with concept, <laughs> freedom from any kind of fixed identity, freedom from desire whatsoever, are, are talking about a different stage of, um, of the path. And the stage that Yeshua was talking about primarily was harvest the capacity for harvesting three to four. Right? Love your neighbor, love your brother, love God, love one another. Just what Howard Storm was told. And that's really a heart chakra-centered teaching. And the fact that uh, Ra identifies his um, capacity for miracles, so-called, <clears throat> as usage of intelligent energy by contact with intelligent infinity and training, um, fits perfectly in understanding of how it is that that uh, anyone, a wanderer or not, 
become someone who can uh, do, um, you know, energy healing and um, have magical ability and use it for the good. So it, it's, you know, Ra's teaching is perfectly internally consistent. You know, it goes on again, 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 uh, explaining reality in terms of seven dimensions, seven chakras, uh, the path, two paths, and the reality of unity um, as uh, the nature of cosmic plan and soul evolution together. Uh, an expression of unity or of infinity. It's, it's totally internally consistent. <clears throat> and to me, you know, this teaching is head and shoulders above every other channeling you'll find. Head and shoulders. And um, it is in its, its um, elegant, orderly complexity and scope, span, range, which is great, broad, vast, actually. It's only comparable, I think, you know, to teachings, uh, I mean, you know, there is uh, teachings of Buddhism, teachings of, um, you know, uh, advanced or esoteric Vedantic or Hindu um, yoga, uh, Nityananda presenting that type of thing. Uh, <clears throat> there's, there's really nothing, there's no other channeling like this. And those people who can't appreciate the raw material are simply not ready <laughs> for this kind of advanced wisdom metaphysics presentation. But uh, to equate this to any other channeling is, is very um, short-sighted and mistaken. Because um, the, the, all other channelings that I've seen, they don't present such a comprehensive system. Even the Seth material, which is, I think, excellent, is not systematic in this way. And so Ra's primary work is to help us um, come to enlightenment, help us um, do self-initiation of mind, body, spirit. And that's exactly the same as uh, Gautama's teaching way to freedom from ignorance and uh, uh, realization of complete and perfect awakening um, in reality, <laughs> the path. So uh, this is, you know, uh, this is something that you can grow with over decades. I mean, I've worked with this for 20 years since the mid-80s, mid since 87 or so. So... 27 years, you know, almost 30 years, not really 30, but this was finished in 84, but, you know, since 1987, 27 years, <clears throat> and it takes years and years to get to it, but the teachings on initiation of mind-body-spirit complex, uh, which are fed by discussion of Yeshua and um, discussion of wanderers uh, and discussion of polarity and two paths, understanding the way of um, full understanding of the seven chakras and transformation. Uh, that's the heart of what Ra's offering, no doubt. So, uh, that'll be all for today. <laughs> we slogged through ten questions or so. It's very heavy, this material, to really explain it. Next time we'll talk more about harvest and um, various things like spontaneous combustion and um, third density life and the chakras a bit all sorts of things and uh, we'll see if we can finish the session next time or the class after so thanks for being here today
I appreciate it a lot. Thank you for your patience. And um, see you again next time. Okay, good night.